Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It is September 14th. It is 2022. We have eight baseball games to talk about here on today's main slate. And I'm joined by my dude, Genie for 07. Grant Nefer, what's happening, my friend? Oh, you know, just another beautiful day of betting. Um, I ended up betting like 20 different props today. And so far, going pretty well. I have, I have a seven-leg round robin with two legs left and i'm currently only losing one of the seven legs so could be turn could turn into a pretty good day yeah it's solid i mean i did some prize picks and had two five x's and a four x so i mean it's a good or four out of five so two 10 x's and a double up so i mean it's a good day on the street i'd say you one up me there i say you got me beat i mean i i would love to live in colorado and be able to just take each of these individually, <laughs> but um, I live in Florida and they, I'm they obviously... out to Colorado. No, you can't stay in my basement. Like Dean, I learned that lesson already. <laughs> How much does he text you and be like, man, I really miss sports betting. <laughs> uh, no, he every once in a while wants me to place a bet for him. I'm like, dude, just move on out to legal state, drive across, drive t- eight hours across. What's the nearest? Legal sports betting uh, place for you guys, Tennessee. Probably Tennessee, yeah. Yeah. And it's longer than eight hours, so. Yeah, I know. I made that drive during my honeymoon. It's it's like 14, 18, something like that. It's not, it's not a short trip, so. Nope. Eight games. A lot of, I mean, pitching on this slate is kind of iffy. Uh, I mean, we could start with that really quick. Um, I mean, there's some options. 
I think there's going to be one guy in the mid tier that is going to be very, very popular today. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what we come up with, but let's get rolling here. Baltimore at Washington, Tyler Wells going up against Patrick Corbin, eight and a half total in this game. The Orioles, a one forty favorites. Uh, any interest here in Tyler Wells? Not really. I mean, he is cheap. He is going up against Washington. It's one of the worst teams in the league, but he's likely not to go that late into the game. Um, he's been doing some relief. Was that in AAA, I believe, or injured? I can't remember which one it was. But probably not fully stretched out. Probably not going to go that late into the game as a sub-par strikeout rate pitcher and just a below-average pitcher overall. So even though the matchup is solid, don't think he's going to go late enough, and he also just doesn't have any real upside with his K-rate. I mean, you nailed it. He's not going to pitch deep into the game. He was out for a month and a half, came back through 34 pitches. Um, I think he's probably in the 50 to 60 pitch range here. So, I mean, if we were getting 85 to 90 pitches here, we would have a ton of interest in Tyler Wells, I think. Um, this this lineup is just not very good. So, I, I think with the pitch count and just not really having any upside it's just one of those spots we're staying away from corbin on the other side of this game corbin's been awful this year uh he's 5300 i mean he's someone that could go out and have a a super solid game baltimore depending on the lineup that they're going to roll out there definitely going to have some strikeouts in this lineup they can't go like super right-handed heavy uh any interest here in corbin I'm still uncertain where I want bats and what bats I want on this slate. So that could kind of determine things for me. If I'm going to pay up, then I mean, Corbin's not good. He's not a good pitcher at this point in his, his career, but versus lefties, Baltimore is really not a great lineup. I mean, Mullins and Henderson, obviously not going to be great versus lefties. Rutzman is better from the left side of the plate than the right side of the plate. Santander, Mountcastle, Urias are all solid enough bats versus lefties. I mean, he's bad. The biggest thing is he's giving up so much hard contact and doesn't have a huge K rate, but 5,300, I I think that he's serviceable. Like, he can have one of those 20-point outings if he just lands on the right side of Babbitt, which with his hard contact isn't isn't very likely. But 5,300, he's on a slate where I just don't love any pitchers, really. He's kind of a guy that I don't mind punting with. Yeah, I mean, his his biggest issue is home runs. Um, I mean, they, they're going to have some power in this lineup. It, it's so tough because I could see him pitching well. And then on the flip side, I mean, Baltimore has a lot of hard contact hitters, a lot of fly ball hitters, um, which doesn't set up well for Corbin. So he's cheap. If you want to punt a pitcher, I don't hate it. Uh, but... I mean, the Baltimore Bats, they're kind of pricey for for the most part, but they do have some cheaper Bats here. You know, Mountcastle should be in there. Uh, he's someone that has a 180, 185 ISO against left-handed pitching. Um, Gunnar Henderson, lefty-lefty, but it's not like Corbin is really great against lefties this year either. So don't hate maybe like a three... Three men, and I, honestly, I don't even mind like a full stack here for Baltimore. Um depending on who's in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, if Aguilar is in the lineup, 2,500 going up against lefty that provides a ton of hard contact, I think that he's a very, very solid play. If Hayes is in the lineup, 3,100, 
going up against a subpar lefty that gives a blob hard contact. Teo's probably fine. Mount Castle, I really like at 3,800. And Santander is a pretty solid one. I don't really have a ton of interest in Mullins going lefty-lefty. Don't have a ton of interest in Henderson. He's fine, though. Um, Rutzman, like I said, I prefer him from the left side of the play. Hasn't shown a ton of ton of power much of all uh from the right side of the plate i mean if he works in a stack and you have the money for it yeah by all means throw him in but mount Castle, hayes are the main guys i want to go with i like the stack i like the mini stack of those three guys a lot and i guess you can't play mount castle and aguilar in the same line darn it darn it you can't on fandle there you go four man stack on fandle boom boom um, any interest here in the Washington bats? Uh, I mean, Wells isn't very good. Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, void at 2,900 is interesting. That's kind of it. Um, if you want to like, if you want to just complete punt and do a cheap three man stack, like call void Cruz, I guess, or Garcia, if you pretty much anyone, and this lineup is cheap. That's that's the only real reason to use them. I mean, this isn't a particularly good lineup. They do have a four implied team total, and they're super cheap outside of um, Nessus. But it's it, they're just not good bats. It's you're just strictly doing it for salary savings. Pretty much, they're 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 today's slate's version of the Reds. Have some pop, but not a very good lineup. They're just super cheap. Yeah, and I mean, for the most part here, Baltimore is like a top five bullpen. We're not going to get Wells too deep into this game. So, I mean, that kind of hurts the upside. Void is someone that I don't mind. Wells has struggled with like reverse split power righties. Um, so I don't mind maybe Manessis or Voigt, but I'm not going out of my way to play Washington today. They're not my favorite spot. Bullpen's too good. Tampa Bay at Toronto, eight total in this one. Pick them game. Some books have Blue Jays minus 120. Rasmussen against Stripling. Any interest here in Rasmussen? He's just too expensive for me. Um, he's been very, very solid recently. So if you have the money to spend up, you don't want to go with Burns. Don't want to go with Cortez. Like Again, the, we mentioned this at the beginning of the show. The pitching on the slate is not great. So if you have the money... He's an entirely fine tournament play. I mean, he's been very, very good recently. Comes into this game, 10 strikeouts versus the Yankees, 27 points in each of four of the last five. Like, he's been on a heater. It's just this is a tough matchup, and the price tag's pretty far up there. So while he doesn't stand out from a number standpoint, he may come in low enough where people are just going to try and get up to Burns and Cortez the entire time. So he might come in a little bit under own going up against a tough Toronto team. And it's not like Toronto is a horrible strikeout matchup. They're slightly below average. Um, he can get it done, but I just don't love that price tag. So it's it's strictly a game theory play if he's going to come in at low ownership. Yeah, I mean, he's been pitching well, but you look at some of the matchups he's had in those starts, um, good matchups. Like he just faced the Yankees with a ton of Yankees out, had 10 strikeouts in that game. Had a matchup against Miami, faced the Angels. Kansas City, Baltimore, struggled against Detroit, which was hilarious because he was massive chalk. And I think he only threw like 30 pitches or something, if I remember correctly. Um, So, I mean, I don't mind Rasmussen here. He's definitely been pitching well. The strikeout matchup, like you said, it's not the best. Um, They do have a ton of power in this lineup. Not a team that I like to typically pick on. 
So I think I'm going to pass overall. Um, if I was playing a bunch of teams, I'd probably get some in there. But I actually have a lot of interest on the other side of this game with Ross Stripling. Um, Stripling started the season kind of iffy. But, I mean, he's been pitching consistent here over the last four or five starts. He's going six innings. He's getting the pitches. He's pitching well. Tampa, I mean, even with, like, Franco and Lau in this lineup and Peralta, like, they still have a lot of gaps in this lineup. Or Lau got put on the aisle today, didn't he? Like, I'm pretty sure I saw alert for that. Like, he got put on the aisle. So, I mean, it's really just Franco and Peralta. I think this is a spot that Stripling pitches well. Yeah, I'm just checking out. I don't see anything. Yeah, heading to the aisle. Yeah, so a lot is going on the aisle. Yeah, I don't mind stripling. I kind of want to wait and see the lineup if they go pretty lefty heavy. I mean, stripling's a pretty decent reverse split pitcher. AK is not a horrible price tag. You got you got probably one other guy, two other guys in this range that people are going to want to use coming in a little bit lower on than he should. I mean, this guy's got slightly above average K rate stuff. Is much, much better versus lefties and just a pretty good pitcher overall. It's not a horribly constricting price tag. They'll let them go six innings. It's pretty much where they stop them, regardless of how whatever his pitch count is at. So I definitely don't mind it. I don't love it, but if they come out with a pretty lefty dominant lineup, then I, I will have more interest in him. I can't wait to see his strikeout prop today. It'll probably be four and a half. I was I think I'd take the over on four and a half here. Yeah, I mean, it all depends on what the juice is. I mean, prize picks is probably going to be five. They like to play that middle ground, and I still think I take the over on five. Yeah, that's fair. Because I don't have to do the juice thing. All right, Tampa Bats. I mean, Franco is 4,700. He's probably the best option in this lineup, but... Honestly, the reason that I have interest in stripling is because I don't have a ton of interest in the Tampa Bats. Yeah, I have no interest in the Tampa Bats. And I mean, it's not a great matchup, and they're all so darn expensive. I mean, if I'm going to target anyone, I'm targeting righties. I'm not paying 5.7K for Rosarina going up against stripling. I'm not paying almost 5K for Diaz or Margo. Like, I Franco going up against a reverse split pitcher, not someone I'm really interested in. So, had Jab just full on out on them. Any interest in the Toronto Bats? Probably not. I mean, Rasmussen, like I said, has been very good recently. He's got solid overall stuff. Um, doesn't give up a ton of power to righties. Um, I, and, I mean, that's pretty much the entirety of the lineup. Everyone's kind of a priced where they should be in a normal matchup. But this is just a tough matchup going up against him. So, I'm probably out for Toronto. They're just so expensive. I think it's a stacker fade, and I probably don't end up there. Um, tough matchup. Yankees you're stacking them. You're probably playing Corbin. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Yankees and Red Sox nine total in this game. The Yankees a one thirty favorite. Cortez and Bello. Uh, any interest here in Cortez? I mean, 10K, he's fine. Um, Boston's not really a great lineup at this point. Um, they're not bad. They're not good. They're just kind of middle of the road. Cortez is a solid overall pitcher, but I think I just prefer Burns. I'd probably prefer Rasmussen. I mean, Cortez was so good to start the season. He's kind of struggled a bit recently. 
10k is just a large asking price for him um he's fine again he's probably number three of the top three but he's he's fine in tournaments yeah i mean this is a guy that missed a few weeks came back last start through 58 pitches against minnesota i have a tough time thinking he goes more than 80 pitches here i mean i could see him getting like a 20 25 pitch bump but I struggle to see them throw him over 80 pitches in this spot. Maybe 85. Um, 10K, I just don't think it's enough. And Red Sox, uh, listen, I'm a Red Sox fan, and I'm very unbiased when it comes to them. Um, they haven't been great this year, but they've been a little bit better against left-handed pitching than they have against right-handed pitching. So I think I'm going to pass on Cortez at 10K today. And I, I think it's more of just, not knowing how deep he's going to pitch at 10K is something that bothers me. Um, any interest in Bella on the other side? I mean, he's another one of those cheap guys that just kind of makes things work. I mean, Bello has a massive total going up against him. Obviously, the Yankees lineup is more at full health with Donaldson and Stanton in there. Bottom half of the lineup really is not great, though. They're still an above-average strikeout. Yeah. Trash. Still above-average strikeout lineup. The big thing that bellow struggles with has been his control recently or at least in his time in the majors and outside of judge stanton and donaldson no one is very patient in this lineup like it really worries me the ballpark obviously in fact there's a massive total here for the yankees but i mean you can you can play him i I think he's in play but again i just don't love pitching on this slate so that's kind of the reason why yeah, I think he I mean it, it all is gonna come down to his ownership for me. Um he's cheap at sixty six hundred. He has some strikeout ability. There's a ton of strikeouts in this lineup. Like even Donaldson, Stanton, Judge, Torres, like even the power hitters in this lineup, they strike out. So I don't think he pitches like a clean game here. He probably gives up two or three earned runs. Um, but if he can get what five six seven strikeouts throw five innings and put up 20 fantasy points at 6600 i think that's okay today um so i I think that's in the possibilities for bellow uh any interest in the yankees bats here i mean top of the order judge stanton torres donaldson is a fine stack they're not too expensive outside of judge um i got some power bellow while He's not been terrible in getting a decent amount of ground balls, can still get taken yard by any of those guys. But I'm not touching the just absolute trash that is the bottom half of this lineup. Yeah, I mean, they're cheap, but I, I think I'm going to pass. I mean, Judge, he was my beast of the night. I filled in for Chris yesterday on Beast of the Night, and he hit a home run. That was nice. Um, he hit two home runs. Oh, did he hit a second one? Today? Yeah. Yeah. I did not see the second one. Um, hey, look. Look at that. Beast of the night. Two home runs. Solid. Yeah. Nice old double dong. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't even know he hit the second one, so that's awesome. I knew he hit the first one. Um, yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. I mean, Judge, I think he's just at the point where he's in play against everybody. Um, yeah. I mean, he he's just in play against everybody and then outside of him stands really cheap on Fanduel. uh i don't know if he's still really cheap but he was really cheap on Fanduel yesterday so i mean definitely look at that but yeah i mean it's just kind of chasing some home runs here against the young pitcher ground ball pitcher 
Judge and Torres are fly ball hitters. So I mean, I mean, Judge is just going to hit anybody. So uh, any interest here in the Red Sox bats? No, I mean Cortez is still a solid pitcher. Doesn't give up a lot of power. I have no interest in any lefties. Obviously, going up against him, so it'd pretty much be Bogarts, Fam, JD. They're all fine going up against a lefty, but I'm not going out of my way to play any of these guys. They're probably overpriced for what they are. Yeah, I mean Xander Bogarts, I think is okay. Fam, at, they're just so expensive. Um, it's the same conversation that we were kind of having with Baltimore. It's more of like, I mean, they could get to Cortez here, but the bullpen behind him is so good that, I mean, the Yankees still have the second best bullpen in baseball this year. Houston still the top bullpen in baseball. I mean, it's just a tough matchup, even when you get past Cortez in this one. Chicago Cubs, New York Mets, no total in this game. It sounds like it's going to be Drew Smiley going up against uh, David Peterson. Any interest here in Drew Smiley? I mean, going up against a low strikeout Mets team, probably not. I mean, Smiley hasn't been bad. He hasn't been good so far this season. It's a solid ballpark. He is an average strikeout rate pitcher, but 7.7K, it's just not a great price tag when you consider the matchup. Yeah, I think I'm going to pass on Drew Smiley today. Um, Have some interest in Peterson. I think that he's the guy that I mentioned at the top of the show that I think is going to be chalky in the mid-range. Gets a matchup here against a high strikeout Cubs team that's dealing with a ton of injuries. Um, I think Peterson at 8,600 in city field against this offense is going to be very popular for good reason. I think he's good chalk today. Yeah, yeah, I would say that he's good chalk. I mean, guy is very, very solid pitcher going up against a lineup that has been horrible versus lefties and just isn't a very good lineup at this moment at all. It's a high strikeout lineup. It's He's a good pitcher, above average overall, 27% K rate. They'll let him go 100 pitches. I mean, he's... He's going to be the chalkiest pitcher on the slate, and it's rightfully so considering the matchup, the ballpark, and his stuff and price tag. Any interest here in the Cubs bats? I don't want to pay these price tags to trash Cubs hitters. I mean, maybe half at 4,400, but it's not a great ballpark. It's against a tough pitcher who has a pretty big ground ball lean. So, no. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest in the Cubs. Suzuki is just so expensive. Um, yeah, he's kind of like wisdom is expensive too. Those would be the two guys I'd play here if you find them on cheaper on a different site. Any interest in the Mets bats here against Smiley? I mean, you can kind of always target righty power going up against Smiley. So, I mean, if you want Alonzo, is a solid play at 5,500. Lindor over 6K is a little tough. Um, outside of that, like, there's not really many lefties I want to target in this, in this offense. I mean, he hasn't been great versus lefties. So, if you want to throw in Nimmo, if you want to throw in Naquin, Vogelbach, whoever's in the lineup there, it's not bad. Canna, Escobar, all of them are fine. Um it's a slightly above average stack today, but realistically, you're better off just one-offing Alonzo. 
Yeah, I mean, Alonzo is in a great spot. Uh, Escobar is super interesting here. He's been really good against left-handed pitching this season. Um, probably going to fly under the radar. Depends on where he hits. Uh, Mark Canna, if you want to make it like a three-man stack with those three guys. Um, I don't hate it. It's in City Field. Not going out of my way to stack um, this game for sure. Kansas City at Minnesota. Zach Greinke going up against Sonny Gray in this one. Seven and a half total. The Twins a 200 favorite. Any interest here in Zach Greinke? No. I mean, guy has a 13% K rate. How he's still pitching at this age. It's impressive to me, but you're getting zero upside with him. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's just not a huge strikeout guy. Um, yeah, I just... I'm not playing a 13% strikeout guy on really any slate, so not going to go there. I mean, we talked a lot about Joe Ryan on yesterday's podcast. He went out and threw a fantastic game. Sonny Gray, 8,300 here. 79 pitches in his last start. Still really not getting like super extended here. The pitch count is the biggest concern for me. What are your thoughts here on Sonny Gray? Yeah, but, I mean, this is a kind of a trash slate. I mean, he can still – don't let him get up to 90 pitches. Um, like, the last one, he only got up to 79, but what he was in the sixth inning. Guy can be pretty efficient, above-average strikeout stuff, going up against the Kansas State lineup. It's really not great. Well above-average strikeout rate. I think they're around 25% going up against righties in their current lineup. So, even at 8,300, even if he does only go 80, 90 pitches – I mean, you really don't have much besides Peterson stripling in that range, and I'm guessing that Gray's probably going to go a little bit lower on. So if he is lower on than those other guys, I'm entirely fine with him. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm at too. I think, I mean, Burns is in a tough matchup against St. Louis. I don't love Cortez. I don't love Rasmussen. Wainwright's okay. Peterson, I think, is going to be really popular. I'm kind of living in this like stripling gray Peterson range, I think, on most of my builds today and kind of paying up for hitting. Uh, so, I mean, I don't really have any interest in the Kansas City bats outside of like Vinny just because he's so cheap. Um, is he still 2100? Yeah, Vinny yeah. is the player. Yeah, he's too cheap. Vinny, I mean, if you don't want to use him, Prado's also fine. Massey's fine, like just because they're cheap. Witt and Perez are both fine. Like, if you're not using them in your lineup, then, or if you're not using Gray in your lineup, then I have no problem paying for the cheap bats or paying for the actual good bats in Perez and Witt. I mean, Gray doesn't offer up a ton of hard contact, doesn't offer a ton of bombs, but still, like, the price tags on these cheap guys are solid. And Witt and Perez both have the pop to take out of the ballpark. Um, any interest in the Minnesota side here? I mean, Grinky's not good. He's giving up a decent amount of hard contact. I mean, if you want to go with Correa, he's been hot enough re- recently. Arias is 3,500. Miranda's 3,200. Sanchez is 3,100. Like Sanchez going up against a low strikeout pitcher is fantastic. Any of the guys with some pop that make it into the lineup, I'm perfectly fine with just because this is a cheap stack on a slate where there's not really a ton of 
cheap stacks that I really like. There's not really a ton of stacks I like. So Minnesota is definitely an above average one. And outside of Cray, you want to target the high strikeout, but high power bats. Yeah. It's so hard because, I mean, Granky's not a great pitcher and gives up a ton of hits. He just doesn't typically get blown up. Um, I mean, there's always that game where he could definitely get blown up. And I, I mean, I, I'm with you. I think Minnesota is one of those stacks that we haven't talked a lot of stacks today. The next game has two solid pitchers. We'll we'll eventually get to. I mean, the Dodgers. Uh, I think we're both going to agree the Dodgers are probably the tax top stack on the slate. Um, so I, I think Minnesota either is a full stack or a filler stack today is fine. Um, Zach Greinke is just not good. He's really just not good, and they have enough right-handed power. Correa, I think Correa is in a fantastic spot. Uh, Milwaukee at St. Louis, seven total in this game, and the Brewers are a slight 125 favorite. Burns against Wainwright. Sock uh, Corbin Burns first. You know, obviously Corbin Burns, big upside on really any slate, and when we're looking at this slate as a whole, his ceiling is a lot higher than anybody else's. He's just facing a very low strikeout Cardinals team. I mean, he's faced them three times this year. Grant, he's averaging 33 fantasy points against them. Um, I mean, he's if you're paying up for pitching today, I think he's the guy. Yeah, he's the no-brainer. It's that simple. I mean, the guy has a 30% K rate. One of the best pitchers in the league. Yes, he's going up against a tough St. Louis team, but generally you want to attack St. Louis more with uh lefties than you do with righties um well left hand you want to attack, attack the bats with lefties more than righties so they definitely struggle a little bit more versus right-handed pitching burns can give you 110 pitches he just came off a 45 fantasy point outing yeah burns is the top overall pitcher on the slate by a decent amount I mean, like the flip side of this game is Wainwright is not a bad option either. Um, there's some power in this Saint or in this Milwaukee lineup with like Adamus, Renfro, Tellus, but I can see Wainwright going out and having a, a solid game here as well. It's just he really hasn't been pitching great recently. Ninety one hundred is a tough ask. I I think I still like going down to. Peterson, Gray, and Stripling more than I like playing Wainwright. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely on those three guys more than Wainwright. I mean, they're all cheaper and they're all probably better options. 9100 is just a bit too high of a price tag for a t- sub 20% K rate guy in Wainwright. I mean, he still can put up a big outing at any given time, but I, I, that price tag is just too high. I'm I'm probably out on Wainwright has really struggled with like right-handed power bats. Um, I I really don't hate looking at like Adamus or Renfro in this matchup. If you want to play those guys, going with like Rowdy as like a third piece. I don't think I'm full five-man stacking a game with a seven total, but I, I definitely could look at some of these bats here from Milwaukee. Yeah, you're just looking at one-off power and those three guys most likely, and that's that's kind of it. I mean, the problem is they're all priced up. Again, there's a seven implied team total here. Wainwright struggles a little bit with power to righties, but not a ton. He's still sitting at 133 ISO on the season. Still goes up a decent amount of hard contacts, but not a big fly ball pitcher to either side of the plate. So those price tags probably probably just out. Um, Any interest in the St. Louis bats here? 
Not really, no. Burns is a solid, solid, solid pitcher. Um, and, I mean, everyone you want is priced up over 5K. O'Neill, Edmund, Arnado, Goldschmidt are all expensive. And I don't really have any desire to pay five or over 6K for Goldschmidt going up against one of the best pitchers in the league. Like, it's a tough matchup, even for game theory. There's enough games on the slate where it doesn't really make sense to stack them. If you want to take any one of those – 5k guys is one off power it's super low ownership that's fine if you have the money with pitching being as bad as it is but i'm I'm probably full on fading st louis oakland at texas seven and a half some books have it at eight rangers a 160 favorite jp sears going up against dane dunning any interest here in sears okay finally got beat up going up against the white Sox. I think his ERA was like sub one before that. And he's he's been showing who he actually is recently. Um he's not a great pitcher. I think his exit saying over five has very little strikeout ability. Even going up against this high strikeout Texas team, I don't think I could do it. One of my favorite sneaky stacks on the slate today is Texas. So oh, is that stinky? I mean, probably not, but I, I feel like people overthink small slates all the time, so we'll see. Uh, any interest in Dane Dunning here going up against Oakland? I want to see the lineup. I'm guessing they're going to platoon out a decent amount of guys, um, which kind of ruins it for me. Dunning a lot better versus righties versus lefties. If they bring out a righty-heavy lineup, then I think you can play them. I mean, Oakland's not a great hitting team that – with a lot of the guys that they called up in Langeliers and Garcia, they can bring out a pretty strikeout-heavy lineup, but it all depends on what the lineup is. I mean, it's that simple. If you if it's lefty-heavy, then just stay away, probably. If it's righty-heavy, then I think you can take a few shots on him. I'm with you. I think it's all going to depend on what the lineup looks like. I, I think overall, I have interest in Dunning if it's a very right-handed heavy lineup, if it's a lefty lineup. I'm probably still not playing Oakland, but I'm probably not playing Dunning either in that scenario. Uh, any interest in the Oakland bats? I mean, Langeliers, Brown, Vote if he's in there, Garcia if he's in there. All four of those guys are fine. Like getting some power bats and cheap price tags is not a bad move, but I mean, overall, it's not a great lineup, but I mean, I think Langeliers and Garcia specifically offer some decent upside to the price tags. And then, I mean, I like Texas a lot. I kind of just said it. I, I like this spot for them. Um, hoping like Mathis hits second again, because he's 2,600. You can play him at second base. That really opens up really everything else that you want to do. With Texas here, Josh Young is still almost minimum salary. Like you get those two guys in the lineup, you can really do whatever you want uh, with the full stack here. Yeah, I mean, pretty much throw anyone in there you want. Young, um, Garcia, Mathis, Simeon. Like, yeah, very much any one of those guys. Sears is not a good pitcher. He's definitely not good versus right. He's giving up a well above average hard contact. A lot of fly balls and just overall not a big strikeout pitcher to either side of the plate. So it's a great stack spot. I mean, you talk about being sneaky. It still have, what, a four and a half implied team total here. So I don't know if they'll be sneaky, but if they are, then I'm all over them. All right, we finish it out with the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. No total in this game. Um, 
Sounds like Michael Grove going to get the call up here and pitch in this one, going up against Zach Davies. Grove, um, I mean, he's had good strikeout stuff in the minors this season. He has struggled a little bit with uh, command. Not, We've seen him for a little bit here, and you really haven't seen him against a good team. We haven't seen him pitch deep into a game. Any interest here in Michael Grove at 5,100? I mean, he's cheap. He was a 26% K rate guy in the minors, but hasn't really shown that in the majors, even in some decent starts going up against Pittsburgh, going up against Miami. Granted, Pittsburgh was, wasn't that long of a start. And Philly, like 5,100, he's just so cheap. I don't expect him to go much over 75 pitches. Um, probably give him a little bit of a short leash. And I know he hasn't been great in the majors, but he's worth some GBP darts. It's going up against Arizona. He's been a better team the second half of the season, but still is not a big team to write home about. They just don't strike out a lot. I mean, it's a young pitcher against a team that doesn't strike out a lot. I think we're going to see Babbitt come into play in this one. Um, I mean, in large field tournaments, I definitely don't mind taking the tournament dart here at 5,100. Uh, up next, we got Zach Davies, 7,400. I mean, this is an easy stay away for me. If Davies pitches well, it is what it is. But, I mean, like I've, I've already said, I mean, the Dodgers are my favorite stack on the slate. Yeah, Davies is not a guy normally pay, play in a mediocre matchup. This is one of the worst matchups you can possibly get. He's not a good pitcher, below average pitcher overall, below average K-rate stuff, below average walk rate stuff. Just not great. Gosh darn it. Muriel Kelly got six strikeouts. Son of a biscuit. Ah, not happy. That cost me a few G's. Um, oh, well. No Davies. Definitely no Davies. Dodgers bats. I mean, I kind of already said it. I, I think this is the best stack on the slate. I love this spot for them. I mean, anyone that cracks the lineup is in play for me. You know, hoping that we get some cheap bats in there. But, I mean, Gallo's kind of cheap. Bellinger's kind of cheap. But, I mean, you're paying up for the Dodgers on the slate. Yeah, yeah, the best stack on the slate by a wide margin. Um, Not even remotely close. I don't even – do we have a total out for this game yet? I didn't see one. Probably don't. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming that Dodgers' to- implied team total is going to be around five, five and a half, um, which is likely right. But, yeah, bets – Freeman, Turner, Smith, Muncie, Turner, anyone, anyone who's in the, I don't care about Gallo or Bellinger. Like Davies is not a high strikeout rate guy versus either side. Like Bellinger and Gallo, big strikeout bats with some pop going up against a guy that only strikes out lefties at a 12.8% clip and gives up above average fly balls and hard contact. This is a great spot for them. Any interest in the Arizona bats here? I think honestly, they're they're not a terrible, terrible stack. I mean, you got some cheap pieces here, like Marte, Walker, Varsho are all fine. They're all priced, they're all a little bit more expensive. But any of those lefties that get into the lineup, we don't know a ton about Grove, but in his limited time up in the major, he really struggled going up against the lefties. Lots of hard contact. Can't really find the strike zone with him. Oh, Kelly got a seven strikeout. It's not even close. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like Arizona as a little bit of a sneaky stack here. I think they get overlooked. Stone Garrett has been hitting the ball very well since being called up uh, against lefties and righties. So, I mean, this dude 
He's 16 for 39, which is a 410 average. Um, has some home runs. He has stolen base upside. I like Stone Garrett at 2300 a lot in this spot. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. I got to go do some NASCAR research. Uh, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who's a cheap pitcher that you like today? I'm going to go with Bello. I'm going to go Dunning and just kind of hope he gets a good lineup. Over 8K to score under 15. Who is your bust today? I'm going Wainwright. I'm going to go Cortez, and it's just more of I don't know how deep he'll pitch into this game. So over 4,000 to hit a home run today. Who do you got going yard? Going Alonzo. I like it. Um, He failed me. He failed me on Monday, but I'm going to go back to the well here and say Freddie Freeman. He's just so hot right now. I think he just hit a home run a few minutes ago. He um, did. So there you go. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's your cheap bat that you like today? Going to go Langeliers. I like it. I'm going to go Josh Young. Just way too cheap for this matchup. Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Are you going to take Texas? I was going to take Texas. I'll go Minnesota. Then. I mean, those are the two teams I written down, wrote down. So there you go. I mean... <laughs> I always write down two just in case, and I wrote both of those teams down. So we're on the same page. Um, I think we both agree that if we weren't putting any kind of restrictions on it, the Dodgers are in a fantastic spot today. Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nope. I, I just I need I needed Kelly not to get that. I'm still still in awe that he had seven strikeouts and under four innings so far against the Dodgers. Good for him. Bad for me. Good for him. All right. That will wrap it up here for Wednesday. If you haven't already, get in the Rotogrinders Discord, rotogrinders.com slash Discord, and get in at Grant's Action Lounge. Um, absolutely crushing it over there. So if you haven't already, join, check it out. We'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball maybe a little football hope everyone has a fantastic wednesday we'll see you tomorrow thank you kids